Hey, everybody. It's the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Karen McCarran. And uh, welcome back to the show, I think, is sort of appropriate at this moment. It has been a little while since I have recorded anything. Um, and I would say that's intentional, but also not totally intentional. I have needed a break, and I may still need a break. But um, for right now, you know, it's been uh, a couple, I don't know, I guess I would say a month, maybe longer since I've recorded anything. Never mind publish something. The last time we published, I think, was uh, beginning of September, to be honest. So, yes, it's been a minute. Um, What can I tell you? There's a lot that has happened um, around business, around family, around personal life. And I don't I, I I wouldn't say I have anything super profound to say. I think I just felt like getting on here because um I wanted to chat about some stuff that I've noticed going on in especially in my inner circle. And I just wanted to talk about it because I think it's really important that we do talk about it and that we don't glaze over some of the things that I'm going to bring up. And one of those things in particular is um our state of mental health right now. And I don't like that state that statement so much mental health because I think it's thrown around very hap- haphazardly. What I will call it or what I what I think of it being called is more of like mental wellness. Like why are we not calling it mental wellness instead of health, right? Um and I'm talking about it more on like a spiritual level. Deep 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 down and I'm going to talk a bit about how I've been feeling for the last while. And I'm talking about it because I want, I, I mean, you hear this all the time. I, you know, you're not alone, all that shit, but it, it doesn't matter when you feel alone. Right. And so, although I'm not sitting here saying like, just listening to this podcast is going to make you feel a million times better. My hope is that it will open up some, ways of thinking or some pathways for you to just realize you may still feel alone and you may still feel shitty, but know that there are other people, a lot of other people who feel shitty too. And that it's normal, I think, in this time to feel that way. And I want to talk about toxic positivity. I I get so rattled and so irritated um, by that because there's just way too much of it, way too fucking much of it. So hopefully when you're done listening to this podcast, you're going to feel a little bit better about your situation if you're in a situation. And I would say, first off, stop lying because you're probably in a situation. You know, that's the first thing is stop. We have to stop acting like shit's okay when it's not okay. We have to stop acting ashamed when shit's not okay, we have to stop um, pretending that it's all fine all the time because it's not. And that perpetual attempt at bullshitting yourself, that it's all good and it's, you know, all the things is what really I think gets us into more trouble than the actual thing we're stressed out about. So for the last few months, I have been going through what, you know, a lot of uh, coaches and stuff want to call a dark night of the soul. And I'm still in it. And I've talked really openly about kind of my transition from being married to being a single woman and, 
you know, leaving my previous company and starting a new company. And I've been very transparent. I mean, I'm never, that's one thing, you know, you can never accuse me of is not being transparent about my life. Be and, and again, I'll reiterate, it's because I think if we're not transparent about it, then people definitely aren't going to uh, grow or benefit from listening to you talk, especially as somebody who um, guides people. So over the last few months, I have had some very dark moments, really dark moments. And I actually shared with a friend of mine last night that, you know, there were even times of having really scary thoughts, like not wanting to be here anymore type of thoughts. And that's a terrifying place to be, especially for somebody like me who, who has really a lot of tools and um, ways of, of helping myself through really difficult times when I get to a point and I don't know that I've ever been to that point I really don't know and it was a, a moment of just such deep despair that I was like I, I don't know which way is out and I share that with you not to um, make you feel bad about anything but I share that with you just to say that like even even with all the tools, even with all the things that I've learned, with all the money I've spent on coaches, with all the money I've spent on events and reading and courses and programs, et cetera, I'm still human. You're still human. And shit's going to get real sometimes. And sometimes that is where your mind goes. And yes, it was just a thought. And I did share it with somebody that I was feeling that way. And they, you know, just, I mean, that the person was afraid, of course, but, um, you know, I got through it. I just, and, and here's, here's what I feel like. This is why I got through it. Um, first of all, I would, I, I mean, I don't believe that I would ever do that. I mean, I, I just, I, I can't say that anybody who's had suicidal thoughts um, thinks they're going to do it when the, you know, I, I don't know. Cause I've obviously I didn't follow through with anything, but even just the thinking was frightening enough to me. Um, what I found was, first of all, just saying, this is how I'm feeling. Like, I'm really at this low point. I don't know where the fuck else to go. I'm I'm really struggling right now. But sitting in and getting honest about why I was feeling how I was feeling was really critical. Like, arguing with reality, I think, is what caused me to feel such despair. Like, the reality of my business, the reality of my end of my relationship with Ken in that way, the, re the reality of being super lonely at this time in my life, the reality of not knowing what the fuck is up or down. And for me, I think it was this, and then I always go back to my Byron Katie teaching, but it's, I was arguing with the reality of everything. And that argument was causing me this deep depression or this deep despair. And once I looked at it, faced it, like looked at it in the mirror and said, okay, well, you feel like shit. Why do you feel like shit? Well, because you're sad, because you're lonely, because you're worried about money, because you're worried about your kids. Because, And once I sat with it, instead of just saying, oh, let's just change the triad or let's just blah, blah, blah. And I'm not disrespecting. I mean, obviously, Tony Robbins is my first mentor and my first, he changed our lives. But there's still these 
this very masculine energy way of looking at problems. And that ends up turning into women not being able to um, sit in the feeling. Like we're conditioned by male coaches, for example, to just change the triad or, you know, blah, 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 do all the different strategies. But those that's just it, their strategy. So we're not allowing for feeling of it. We're not allowing for processing the feelings. And because women are emotional creatures, because the feminine is deeply emotional, we need to feel that stuff. And so as soon as you start to skirt over it, as soon as you start to act like it's not there or that you should be better or you shouldn't feel, that's when all that bullshit starts to fuck with your head where you're like, well, I'm not supposed to feel like I'm not supposed to feel worried about money. I'm not supposed to because I can change my triad. I'm not supposed to feel sad that my marriage ended. Well, you're not supposed to feel sad because you could change your triad. Why was it good for you? And so we end up oftentimes glossing over the stuff we're supposed to process. And that's why we do inner child work. That's why we do shadow work because, you know, even at a young age, you don't, you're not conscious of why you're doing it, but we're conditioned to gloss over. We're conditioned to stuff it down. And I know that happens for boys at a young age as well. And that's why you have all these toxic fucking men running around toxic masculine guys and wounded feminine men like because that's same thing so it's like I you know you guys I say it all the time it's like a sausage casing like if you're not processing the feeling it's like a sausage casing and it's gonna come out at some point and so this was what was happening for me over the summer and it was weird because I had the best summer I've had in probably since I've lived here um, I've really connected deeply with a group of girlfriends that I've known for a long time, but for whatever reason, well, the reason is because I, I softened and I got more in my feminine, um, and I was more palatable and they were more open. And so the relationship flourished, but I had a great summer, so much fun. Amelia and I went and did a whole bunch of stuff with these, these girls and their kids. And it was just wonderful, but I was still freaking out and it wasn't always, and I wasn't, but I, I was definitely freaking out. And so I, I just came to this idea or realization, like I need to sh sit in this shit and I can't just act as though it's not there. And there is a difference between acting as though it's not there and living in it like a victim, right? And so that's a key distinction. I'll never sit in it. You know, I felt it, I sat in it. And it comes in waves for me. And so part of the thing that happens when I get in those zones is um, I will get really anxious and I may even have panic attacks. And if you've ever had a panic attack, it fucking sucks. One of my best friends has panic attacks and I have to really hold my shit together when I'm with her trying to support her because I feel so sad because I know what it feels like. And it's so painful for me to watch her go through it also knowing there's not a fucking thing I can do like she has to go through it and she's it's the same thing for her like there's a lot of stuff that's happened in our circle for her everything um this past year and she just has to sit through it and it's it's like it's like watching your child be in pain it's really hard for me to watch my friends um suffer like that but I know there's I can just sit there and kind of hold space for her and, and be there as much as I can but that's an example, right? So we learn to, and this is what she's going through right now, where she's learning, like, I have to actually sit in it. And every single time in her life that it's happened in the past, she's got gotten around it, you know, and same, right? I've gotten around it. But now I'm saying I need to sit in it. And that's what I'm doing. And whew, 
It's not comfortable, ladies. It is not fucking comfortable. And what am I sitting through is, you know, a really deep ego death. And what does that mean? It means a lot of things, I think, for a lot of people. Um, ego death is a term I think that's thrown around a bit. And it's not like, it's not, to me, it's not a negative. So I just pulled it up. Ego death is a complete loss of subject, um, subjective self-identity. The term is used in various intertwined contexts with relating meanings. Um, the Junkian psychology uses the synonymous terms psychic death referring to a fundamental transformation of the psyche so complete loss of um, subjective self-identity like fucking true fact fact right like I had this whole identity all the way through and all of a sudden it's unraveled and it's not and, it, and I don't want you to get it twisted. It's not like ego maniacal behavior. It's not that. It's identity. My identity was, you know, a woman that, um, sorry, I'm just adjusting my headset here. A woman who was a wife and a woman who had a business with her husband and a woman who had children who needed her a lot. And now it's a woman who sold her business and she doesn't have the identity of that company. It's a woman who doesn't really want to do um, coaching in the same capacity. I mean, honestly, I, I don't, I'm not coaching at all at the moment. I have uh, a, a, a few clients that I'm wrapping up with for the year and that's it. So that's a big shift. You know, I've been coaching for years and I, my identity was wrapped in coaching um, and I'm no longer coaching. And will I come back to it? Possibly, possibly not. Possibly not. Um, and that's a big statement. I mean, that's what I've been building this whole business for is to be a, a coach. And I'm no longer coaching. Okay, well, that's a massive, massive, massive ego death for me, because my identity was really wrapped in being a being a coach. And now it's not. Um, being a mom who is way more needed by smaller children. And this year in particular, our daughter is uh, 13. She'll be, she turns 14 in May. So we're still a ways away from that, but she's the most independent of all the kids. She's the most eager to uh, gain more independence over all the other kids. And it was really this summer where, cause her, you know, 13 years old ladies, if you have, daughters you know this gentleman if you're listening same thing um but her body changed completely this year totally different and so witnessing that yes I'm happy I'm grateful of course I'm not I don't even need to say that shit not to this group you guys know how I feel but am I feeling some type of devastation around my mommy days are over Absolutely. I'm not an empty nester, but I'm it's it's close. I can see it. And you know, half the time when she's with her father, I am an empty nester. And that has been really difficult. Really, really difficult. 
And so all of these things, and then the, the single thing, right? Like that's a huge, huge problem in my mind still, because I know I'm not ready to date the kind of man that I ultimately want to date, you know, the person that I know I want to attract. Um, I know I'm not ready to receive that yet. So in the meantime, I'm just sort of twiddling my thumbs and trying to figure out, well, I'm super lonely in a lot of, at a lot, in a lot of areas of my life. Like I would love to travel with somebody and watch movies. I don't want to be, you know, have somebody up in my grill 24 hours a day. I don't, I don't think I'm, I think at this age, you just don't want those type of things, but I could be wrong. Maybe the greatest guy in the world, I'll want to be with him all the time. Who knows? But for right now, I still like my independence. I still like my own time in my own space. So the idea of having somebody in it 24 hours a day doesn't appeal to me, but it certainly appeals to me to go on dates sometimes or go to the movie. So all those things like sitting here being so self-aware that I know that I wouldn't attract the right individual, but also this feeling of, man, I'm freaking, I don't like being alone this often or this much and not for them to fulfill me, but you know, because I've done that work where it's a man's not going to complete me. I'm complete as I am. It's a bonus. So it's not in that vein, but definitely feeling the loneliness and sex, you know, I mean, this is something again, we don't talk about. It's not you know, get a toy that, yeah, great. I have toys. Super. That doesn't replace the warmth and, you know, density of a man like ever. It's like a stopgap. So that advice is not helpful in any way to me. Um, but also all these things, right. And coming to it and just being like, whew, fuck, that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. And trying to breeze past it is the problem and it's the problem in personal development for sure and so once I came to realize like I cannot just like fake my way through this I can't um personal develop my way out of it I shouldn't be anymore that's when I I realized okay like that's part of why I went to Florida for a month because I needed to go and just be like, okay, it's, you just got to sit in it. And I cried a lot and I swam in the ocean a lot and I felt the bigness of the water a lot. And I felt lonely a lot and I felt happy a lot and I felt sad a lot and I felt angry. I felt everything and it was good. And out of that came just realizing and I still need to shed a lot. I need to shed a lot of, and I had my retreat in the middle of all of, of all of that, um, which was, was good, you know, definitely things I would change for the next one. And I will change for the next one when I have the next one. Um, but some negative stuff came out of that and, um, some really frustrating parts that came out of that as well. Um, logistically and with just you know different energies in the situation and I definitely learned a whole fucking lot about how I would do things the following time but I was still you know it still felt not like I wanted it to at the end of it um I mean during it I felt fine but it was like the aftermath where I was like man um so all all of that to say like just you got to sit in it. Like there's no, 
and and you'll know when it's time to get up like I sort of imagine myself sitting on the on the grass and just sitting there until I'm ready to get up and I'm still sitting I'm not ready to get up I'm still processing a lot of things so I want I want you to know that if you're struggling with something if you're going through because here's the other really big elephant in the room at least in my room is the the post post traumatic stress disorder i feel from covid and from being un- unvaccinated why why do i bring that up because for 2 years plus well no i guess for like a year and a half whatever however long the vaccine has been out I have not, you know, the the group of us that didn't get, decide to get it, I'm so grateful that I didn't. That's my choice. I know there I know a lot of people who did get it. I haven't met one person who was excited about getting it. They've all said they had to or whatever, not one person I've met in the last 18 months. And I'm talking, you know, I've talked to hundreds of people because I crew and whatever. I haven't met anybody who's like, yeah, I'm so happy I got it. I'm so relieved. Like, not one person. So, it is what it is. Maybe you got it. Maybe you didn't. Whatever. I didn't. And so, for that whole time until this spring, we were treated really poorly by people who wanted to argue that we were doing, we were being selfish. By people who wanted to argue that, um, why, you know, what's wrong with you? You're, like, just name-calling. Our own Prime Minister said... We are misogynistic. I don't know how the fuck that's possible. Um, racist and we're terrorists because we have different views than he does around the vaccination. Like that's significant. Wasn't allowed in a restaurant. Wasn't allowed in a movie theater. Wasn't allowed in my gym. I wasn't allowed anywhere except for grocery shopping and the LCBO, which is our alcohol store here in Ontario. Pretty much those two places for months. So there is some severe and, and, you know, getting in and out of Canada, we weren't allowed to leave for a long time. Um, until October 1st, frankly, like just sit with that for a second. If you're unvaccinated, you'd still have to quarantine after, after you returned to Canada. And, you know, you can think whatever you want about the whole situation. I have views that it's, it's, has has never had anything to do with in the beginning I was scared too I'm not gonna say I wasn't I was for sure but in about like June May June I was like my sniff test was not something was up and now everything's coming out right so all the the people who were so you know vicious towards the quote-unquote conspiracy theorists they're you know look around you now just start looking at the data it's all come out everything that We've been saying the whole time has been, the data's out. People, there's, even in mainstream media, it's out. Which is all good. It's fine. doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. Each to their own. But there is some PTSD from it, from everybody. But in particular, I would say the people who are not vaccinated. Because we were really vilified, like severely vilified, for making that decision about our own bodies. And my thing is always... If you know what, if you understand what a vaccine is, a vaccine is designed to give you, like if you take the vaccine, you put it in your body, your body's immune system goes, wake up, and it says, okay, I'm going to actually go and, and attack this, and we're going to build immunity, we're going to fix it, and now you're immune. That's how 
very basic terms is what a vaccination is. So the COVID shot is not a vaccine. It's a shot. And so just knowing that distinction alone, if the person who has been vaccinated three or four times, why are you worried if I'm not, if it works, right? If the vaccines work the way they're supposed to, then you shouldn't worry. It's the same with every single vaccine. But that isn't how it works. We know that now, blah, blah, blah. I, either way, the people on that side, like me, that didn't get it, were really treated poorly, really poorly. And so there's a definite element for us. And I, again, I'm not speaking for the vaccinated people, but for the people who are unvaccinated of PTSD, where it's like, you never, f I'm having a really hard time trusting, especially the government, trusting that some shit's not going to go down like something tomorrow they're not going to we're not going to wake up and they're going to be like well actually if you've had no vaccines you're back in lockdown like there is a very real fear especially here in Canada um of stuff like that happening will it happen probably not but who the fuck knows like two weeks turned into almost three years so who knows and so there is that level of anxiety and so we don't talk about it nobody's talking about this feeling that we've got from the pandemic the PTSD like it's it was two year two plus years of constant fear of constant not knowing what was going to happen no certainty nothing very little love and connection like all the six human needs that we talk about so again nobody's speaking to it and so you think ah it's all, it's all good now. I can go to a restaurant. Cool, cool beans. And, and nobody's saying, yeah, but internally, your nervous system still freaks out. You still have the fight or flight response. So all of this stuff, like it's so important not to just pass it by and be like, swallow hard, ladies, and, you know, swallow the lump in your throat and it's going to be fine. Like, I want you to know that it's important, like going through what I'm going through in terms of like, the grief of things and the sadness of things and the uncertainty of things and the fear, like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, I have to feel it because if I don't feel it, I'm not going to pass, I'm not going to move through it. And for so long, women have been taught to not sit in it because that means we're crazy. We're emotional. Like there's times if, if certain people saw me crying, they'd be like, holy shit, she's losing her mind. And I'm not, I'm just processing because that's critical. I'm just going to have a sip of my coffee here. So if you're feeling any way right now, ladies, please feel it. Please don't think you have to just swallow hard and keep going. Because it, I say it all the time, it's going to manifest in some other way. And I don't want it to manifest. In, and should I be doing more work? I think I should be doing more body work, if I'm being honest. So maybe more rage dancing or just more body work. But I'm certainly letting myself feel sorry for myself almost in a way. And don't get it twisted. I know not to sit in this for too, too long. But it's where I'm at. And I'm okay with it. Am I comfortable? No. Do I wish that it was done? Yeah. But I know it's not going to ever be done if I don't let myself feel feel how I'm feeling. And, and like I haven't journaled in a month. I haven't meditated in a month. I haven't done any visualization. 
in over a month. Me, the person who advocates that all the time. Why? Because I don't feel like it and not because I'm being bratty with myself, but because I really am just not feeling it. I'm in a state of uh, like mourning my old life in some ways. And I don't have to, I, I don't, I'm not feeling called to, I will I go back to, of course I'll go back to, I'll probably start this week. I'm feeling like I'm being called to start doing those things again. But this is not a situation of, oh, I don't feel like it, so I'm not doing it. This is a situation where I need deep reflection. And right now, journaling is not where I want to be. Meditation is not where I want to be. Visualization is not where I want to be. I want to sit in this and just feel the feels and and move through those feelings. It's sort of like I'm walking through a giant swamp. And I know that I have to walk through the swamp to get to the other side. But normally, I would have built a bridge and walked over the bridge. But now... I'm actually in the swamp because I'm building muscle while I'm doing that. That's the real thing too. Building muscle. It's not for naught. Like when I come out of the other end of this, whoo, I'm going to have some new muscle. But right now I'm in the building of the muscle and it's uncomfortable and painful at times. But I'm doing it because it's necessary. So just know that. Like don't gloss over it let yourself feel it. And if you want to write about it, write about it. If you want to meditate, meditate, do all the things. But like taking a break is also important. And that's kind of what I've been doing is taking a break from being too on inside of my own head, never mind for other people. And it will, it will pass, but this time through it, because this is the other thing. It's kind of, these kind of resets will happen multiple times in your life. It's not one time and you're good. I've had many resets in my life and this is a big one. This is a whopper, but I know I'll be fine. I know I'm going to come out the other side of it. I know all those things. I know it's going to work out, but right now I just want, you know, I'm just feeling it all and that's really important. So I want you to do that. So that's it. I hope, I hope you're hearing this and I hope that you're actually going to like heed my word on it and not don't keep trying to trick yourself out of it. Just let yourself feel it and process it, whatever it is. And if you need me, I'm always here. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening and sticking with me even through this bit of a break. Um, I don't know when the next one's going to be. I'm not even going to say I know because that's just how it's going to be. All right. I love you. I'll talk to you on the next one. Bye.